Word to Sarah Breedlove, who we know more affectionately and more widely um, as Madam C.J. Walker. Black woman and hair is complicated. <laughs> and particularly, I think a lot about how the natural hair movement has been mediatized, but also how like black women and their hair has always been a point of contention. Um, whether it was black women who were enslaved, um, not being allowed to show their hair, whether it is us being shamed um, of, by our natural hair textures from the time that we're children, by the time, I mean, from that all the way up to black women being shamed for wearing braids or wearing dreadlocks or locks, um, more appropriately, in the workspace or being shamed for even wearing weaves. I mean, black women's relationship to our hair and everybody's opinions on them is always a fraught discussion and so i just wanted to jump in today just really quick um and share some reflections on a conversation that i had um with a vendor um and just to provoke some thought around like how how do we imagine like black women in their hair and what that means and i also been thinking about just cutting my hair and coloring the child so if i jump up one of these days and i be a whole different person <laughs> it's because so much is transforming for me so, um, like I said, it's just a small little clip, and I hope you enjoy it. Um, and let me know your thoughts, because this could go in a lot of different directions, and this is definitely not the end of the conversation. So I was just having a conversation with uh, a new uh, hair vendor of mine and I was pretty honest. Like, you know, honestly, I spent like two hours in there with him just rapping, like just about like hair, about the process of um, capitalism. Right. And what it does to people on different ends of um, the, the profit margins, you know. And so um, he said some shit like, you know, I don't really when people say shit about black people, I'll be like, what? <laughs> but. I'm going a, I'm to a kind of work backwards, like, because he said some shit that really sat with me that I'm really sitting here and I'm considering and I'm thinking about really heavily because he was like, you know, like, for some reason, what I, from what I see, you know, black people don't really work together. Like, they're, he was, basically, he was on some shit like, y'all, like, <laughs> it was like, basically, um, y'all are so, like, not united, right? And he was just like, and I feel like, he he was he was expressing his um disapproval of like chinese capitalism and korean capitalism in the hair industry and he was just saying like um because he, he he sells like he been straight from india or whatever and he's an indian man and so he was telling me this story about how when he brought his daughter to india or whatever like he did have her like go through the ritual and when she shaved her head he knew for a fact that like her hair was going to add about five hundred dollars to the community because her hair was like 10, 28 inches long now the other question that i asked him is also do you practice hindu right because honestly when i decided and i said to myself like mm, i don't really know if i'm feeling the whole like weave situation no more because i really don't necessarily agree with this practice of like using somebody's ritual to like get something like for aesthetic purposes like that's just a lot and he was just saying well 
these people are people who if they don't have nowhere to sleep they can go into the temple the temple is giving out food you know what i mean to the community all day long like this is not one of those things where the community is not benefiting from the sales and it's just the people at the temples that you know are benefiting now granted like i study sociology so i know for sure that like you can't guarantee me that every temple is working in that type of integrity right but just to know though like that there is it's different levels um of nuance to this because um a big part of the reason why i was like mm, let me kind of ease off of this is because i i thought about what exploitation looks like on that side and he was explaining to me like yo he he literally put me d like he was like all right i'm gonna pull out some hair that's raw and that's unprocessed and then i'm gonna show you the hair that's processed and i want and i'm gonna break down to you what my profit margins could be could be for each but he was like basically the profit that he's making from the raw hair he was breaking it down and he was telling me he was like now if i make if i sell this other hair like i'm gonna make bread like and he was just saying that like he feels good knowing that although his profit margins not might not necessarily be as high as he would want them to he feels good being able to support some of these temples with the funds that are coming in and like that's to me that is amazing um and also he was talking about how the temples now um regulate um the donations whereas like before like he was like saying like in the 80s maybe like people did have um like like so basically they would go in and sell directly or or people would go in and they would sell directly to them individual to individual but because of like the size right of of the business and the industry now like they go straight through the temples and they have that regulated and when he was saying to me like he was like it's crazy how he was really indignant about how the chinese and the koreans really got a lock on the beauty industry and he was like yo like 80 percent of their profit is y'all and it's crazy how you know when he's he's telling me whenever he got customers like the customers that are come in and get wholesale um hear from him like the black ones he was like they don't come to me and meet me at my shop like they always want to meet somewhere concealed they want to meet at some type of bar they want to meet at you know some type of location and i said why you know i always ask why that's my favorite question y'all and he said because they don't want anybody to know that i'm their vendor because they don't want anybody to come directly to me and he was like and that's divisive right because you shouldn't have to necessarily be thinking in this way that's individualistic because he was basically saying like honestly if black people come together period but particularly if black people and other and y'all know i hate the terminology people of color so um so black people (laughs) and our fragments i should say come together um like we could we could increase our profit margin and our power in that realm and like that shit just kind of spoke to me because every time i do got to go to a fucking beauty supply store like you go into a korean or asian beauty i'm not asian because indians are you know in asia too but you go to a korean or a chinese beauty supply store people side on you you know they giving you some of the products that's bullshit you know the bundles that they selling really like it's just it's so many politics involved right um and it's economics at the end of the day so the considerations that I might have for like people right and the human side of things is not necessarily the same from that end and I just I don't know I think it really just kind of stuck out to me and it was really having me sitting there thinking like yo like it, it reoriented the way I think about capitalism and social inequality because I think that the dominant lens particularly in the media about this hair stuff is like oh it's wrong that people are you know buying weave and this is that and a third all and you know 
etc etc like pull up any youtube video and you might hear it but the other side of things is that people poor people particularly have to participate in capitalism in order to sustain themselves and and that's particularly hurtful because capitalism particularly this form of capitalism lends itself to um like practices that monopolize like and I, I don't know I'm just I'm I'm kind of shook like that shit just kind of had me you know in my bag 